Hey there, sports fans. Welcome to the Fantasy Variety Show. I'm your host, the Fantasy Savage. I'm here to give you the rundown on all things sports, whether it be baseball, football, basketball, or hell, even hockey. I got you covered. Everything from rivalry talk banter to crucial start sit and roster decisions. Just phone in or tweet me at fantasy underscore savage and we we can get you on the road to a fantasy championship. Never be discouraged by a rough start or even a big injury. I mean, hey, I just lost Aaron Rodgers and Dalvin Cook in the same league. The best fantasy players stay resilient even in the face of defeat. Let's start things off casual with some baseball talk. Whatever, we get it. You think baseball is boring, but there's nothing like World Series baseball. The Astros and the Dodgers have been the two most dominant teams in baseball throughout the season. On the AL side of things, sure, people argue that the Indians entered the postseason with more momentum. Fine. But hey, they lost to the Yankees, who the Astros beat with their home field advantage. In the NL, the Dodgers have been the unquestioned standout team all season. Through two games, the series sits at 1-1, and following Game 2's extra inning drama, you just can't justify missing these games. Would you have missed if the Yankees were in it? (laughs) Speaking of the Yankees, Joe Girardi and the Yankees had agreed to part ways. Emphasis on the quotations, agreed to part ways. He was fired. Let's face it. I mean, poor Joe, he has been the ultimate scapegoat for an overachieving team that was barely a contender to start the season. I mean, really, he lost in the AL Championship Series Game 7 against the juggernaut Astros, and he gets fired? I mean, hey, after 10 years in the Yankee spotlight, Joe can use some R&R, some vacation time. I guess one World Series in 10 years just... Is it up to the Yankee standard? I mean, come on. Did you think Todd Frazier was the centerpiece of this all? I mean, no. I know you guys, Yankees had some great players, but come on, man. Give the guy another year with these rookies, these youngsters. Especially Judge, Gary Sanchez, Severino. Those kids are green as grass, and they just went into the game seven of the freaking ALCS. Man, I'll never understand it. And hey, I love Joe Girardi as the Marlins manager. He made us good with even Hanley Ramirez. Drum roll, please. The moment you've all been waiting for. Fantasy football. Fantasy football is just a fantasy juggernaut. I mean, look at Matthew Barry. He's got that stupid fantasy show where it's like him and some dude with gauges just like talking about fantasy. Man, what a dream of a life. <laughs> Man, in fantasy football, it's all about staying ahead of the wire. If you're that dude who stashed the guy who ends up being the number one waiver claim every freaking week, all you're doing is gaining value. If you've been following me on Twitter, you've heard some call-outs, a little early call-outs like Will Fuller, the week he came back. I was telling people to get him on their rosters. Had a huge game. was was the top ad that week. The next couple weeks later, Jarek McKinnon. Everyone was all in the Latavius Murray train. Oh, Latavius Murray. And you know what? He had a great game last week. Murray's a great player. But McKinnon is a huge part of that passing attack. And he's going to get his touches. In, in PPR leagues, he's, he was just a great ad. And a lot of people were leaving him on waivers after that week. I was like, dude, go and grab Jarek McKinnon. Now, one of the guys who I, had, I called out earlier in the year that didn't really pan out, Chris Carson, had a great, great, great time on my rosters until he tore his ACL. I mean, hey, it happens. Injuries happen. But 
So here's some players to add this week before before they become the waiver ad. Now, they're not available in all leagues, mostly because I added them or because a couple of other savvy owners added them. But the first guy I want to talk about is Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. This rookie wide receiver from USC, he's 6'2", 210, and people think he's like this 5'8", dude. Like, I don't understand. He's, he's a bulky little wideout. He's got skills. And the Steelers just don't like Martavis Bryant. I don't know what it is. He's just he's too much of a deep threat. He doesn't bring enough to the table. Juju Smith-Schuster is the guy. He's still being projected for about six points per game this week. Man, go get him on your roster. Who the hell cares if you only get six points this week? You don't got to start him. He will be a huge waiver pickup by next week. You won't even be able to get your hands on him in my eyes. Another player like that is Josh Doxon. Terrell Pryor was the big Washington Redskins wide receiver signing. Everyone thought he was going to come in, take the bull by the horns, and hold it. And you know what? I'll give it to you. I did too. But at this point in the season, with the amount of nothingness that we've seen from prior, you got to go and grab Dachshund while he's still there. Not available in every league, like I said. But some leagues, he's still sitting there on the wire. You just got to go and grab him right now. Josh Dachshund, this kid, is he was their, he was their first-round rookie the year ago. And he's finally starting to click. He's starting to click, and they're giving him they're giving him the opportunities as the drafted player. And then, all right, let's talk about some mainstays that people are just completely ignoring. I mean, I added Philip Rivers before last week against Denver. It was supposed to be a horrible matchup. He came in, he had a nice game, and he gets the Patriots this week. If you have a struggle for your quarterback or hell, even a bye week, I think this might be the week to give Philip Rivers a little bit of a leash. One very polarizing start this week is Deshaun Watson at Seattle. The rookie has been absolute dynamite this year. Don't, don't get me wrong. He's a great player. But I think he's more of a lukewarm start this week. If you have a better quarterback or someone with an easier matchup, I think it's a safer play to just throw them out there and leave Deshaun on the bench. You know what? He could have a big game, but it's just so unlikely with that home crowd of Seattle. Now, another guy who I want to talk about just briefly, Marshawn Lynch. This guy has been traded around for scrap in leagues. And, man, in my most expensive buy-in league, I went on the wire today, and Marshawn Lynch is sitting there. Man, I felt like I felt like a legendary Pokemon was just, like, standing in front of me. Marshawn Lynch, the man with the plan, is dropped for a one-week suspension. I mean, hey, if a guy like Marshawn is on your wire, any of those big fish, just grab him, man. People are just bailing way too early on these prospects, on these studs. Come on, it's Marshawn. Look look at what Adrian Peterson did. If Marshawn has one big week, you could ship him off for a little wide-out piece or running back piece. I think you just got to stack assets, and that's what the whole pre-waiver move is. Just stack your assets while you still can and while they're still free. And last but not least, some fantasy basketball talk. I mean, a lot of people love fantasy basketball, and their early storylines have just been absolutely dominated by the rookies. I mean, we knew this was a flashy class coming in. You got guys like Lonzo Lonzo Ball and the very, very, very scrutinized Markel Fultz, Jason Tatum, Josh Jackson was a huge guy coming in. But I think it's beyond those big names. 
there are some big time value plays in this draft. I mean, well, guys like the, the ones I already mentioned, and on top of them, De'Aaron Fox, Dennis Smith Jr. Those guys are on, they're not going to be on your waivers. They're they're absolute beasts, and I think it's one of the deepest classes since probably since Steph Curry's year. I know a lot of people fizzled out that year, but that was the year where it was like Steph Curry, Tyreek Evans, uh, Johnny Flynn, RIP, but he was very good. There's a lot of nice rookies that year. It has that type of feel this year where it's just who the heck knows will be rookie of the year. But my bet is on Ben Simmons, though he wasn't in this part of this draft class. He was drafted last year, missed the year. We all know the story, but he looks great. He's just been such a terrific passer, terrific uh, point forward really like he's just he's just so versatile but uh but the rookies that are available on your wire those are the ones that you got to cue in on now if you're playing in a fantasy basketball league and marketing Lori marketing the power forward of the bulls i mean i'll give it to you i added marketing as soon as i heard that miritich broke his face and especially that their other fellow power forward on the bulls Bobby Portis was the one who punched him. It was like, that is goldmine. In fantasy basketball, you're looking for minutes, just opportunities and the people who can seize those opportunities. And right now, Laurie Markkinen is a huge, huge uh, stud for the for the Bulls. And, like, they, they needed hope. He's coming in, raining three-pointers. He looks like a, like a young Dirk. And then another huge, huge ad is John Collins of the Atlanta Hawks. He was their first-round pick. He came in. They, they gutted their team, but you know what? John Collins has come in, and he's just been a board machine, a lot of scoring, very efficient scorer, and uh, there really there are there, there are a lot of nice, nice rookies. Another ad, he had a rough night tonight, but Jalen Brown, he's from the Boston Celtics. He's probably scooped up already by now, but after that ugly, just gruesome Gordon Hayward injury, Jalen Brown has taken a big role. And, and, of course, Jason Tatum has followed suit. Another team of players that is being very underrated in fantasy circles. I'm in, I'm in about four leagues, and I was able to snag most of these guys uh, from the Nets. There's a lot of offense to go around on the Nets. And uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Carice Laver, and sometimes even Alan Crabb are sitting there on the waiver. And DeMar Carroll. Like, these, are, these are productive players. Like, come on, we know the Brooklyn Nets are not a sexy team. They won't be for a few years, but this is, there's got to be production to go around. And uh, another team like that right now is actually the Indiana Pacers. Like, I mean, we know they're not a great team, but there's just the ball's got to go in the hoop sometimes. Like, aside from their big, bigger players like uh, Oladipo and Miles Turner, some guys to keep an eye on at this point are uh, Demonis Sabonis, the uh, former uh, Oklahoma City Thunder player who was part of the uh, Paul George trade. He's he's been seizing the opportunities in the in the in that front court playing playing power forward and sometimes center. He's a great he's a great skilled player. He's got he got some passing, some nice stuff. Uh, another other guys to look at are, of course, Darren Collison's been great. He's he had like a 16 assist night the other night. Those are guys that you might want to buy low on now if you still can, just because they're on bad teams and. And actually, my two breakouts, my, my favorite breakout candidates this year are Victor Oladipo, like af- the aforementioned Oladipo of the Pacers, and D'Angelo Russell of the Nets. These guys are just, the ball's in their hand almost every play, they're shooting a lot. These are, these are scorers, talented scorers who just never got a chance. And of course, before we sign off, man, got to talk about Giannis. The man is absolutely eating. If you haven't seen it yet, 
Go and watch a game of him. This is his year. John has basically already won the MVP. I hate to say it, but man, there would have to be some crazy shit going down for Jonas to not win that MVP in my eyes. But hey, man, let's hope some a little something different happens this year. Though it's pretty clearly going to still be the Cavs versus the Warriors in the finals. But if you guys have any questions or anything, just let me know. Alright sports fans, that'll be it for the first Fantasy Variety Show. I'm Fantasy Savage, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Send in any questions. You can call in, or if you want to tweet me, and, and we could even schedule a phone call. I'm willing to debate on any any team, any players. Like This is, this is what I love to do. So just tweet me at Fantasy underscore Savage. We'll get we'll get all of your concerns covered. I mean, you could direct message me. We'll figure out best strategies for your team. I'm telling you, the more resilient you are, the better your team's going to be. I've had teams just absolutely start off 0-4. I've won a championship starting off 0-4 and winning out. Like, there's no route to a championship. There's no equal route to a championship. It's, it's just about roster construction and building. And you know every little Will Fuller ad, every little every little Lori Markin ad. As soon as you hear the Bobby Portis news, like these are crucial decisions. And the more you're on your game, the better your teams will do. So all we're gonna do is we're gonna keep building from here. And thank you for your time. Fantasy Savage signing off. <laughs>